We both know you need them You're stuck in the middle Of all irrelevance And your heart is beating Cause you know that you gotta Get out of the middle And master the time now Hello and welcome to Kuna Quest episode 258 I'm your host Mike Apps aka Wheels And with me as always Dealing with the wasteland of reality David McBurney and the Master and recently, not here quite as often as always, your man in Japan, Michael Baker, Gaiji Monogatari. Uh, oh, oh. Been a bit. Been a bit. Good to hear from you. Yep. yep. Hooray for midterm exams. Yay. I'm sure your students love them. Yeah. Laugh a minute. Yep. <laughs> Uh, what you been up to, dear friend? Uh, mostly just school and editing stuff and messing around with one weird little video game. Do tell. Hero Bank 2. Oh, oh yeah, you'd mentioned Hero Bank before, so I guess it's fair to move on to the sequel. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, it starts off with somebody trying to take over Japan. And succeeding. Oh, no, that's yeah. that second part's a little more unexpected. And uh, managing to digitally steal the entirety of the Japanese economy. Hmm. I don't know how that works, but okay. I don't know how any of this is supposed to work, but um, as part of signing up for being the hero to save Japan, the main cast finds themselves also on the hook for refilling the Japanese debt. Um, that... That seems like a lot to ask of someone. That's a whole lot of zeros on this on this uh, debt that they're filling in. <laughs> I'm a little scared a whole to lot ask. Of zeros. Yeah. And, Look at I what mean, Japan's GDP is. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's not even the first time they've been in a situation like this, because in the first game, in order to uh, get the special suit that lets them actually do anything in that game, they had to sign like literally a 10 billion yen contract. Mm -hmm. So this time True. they're like, okay dudes, okay, look at the contract. I looked at it. Did you read it? Yes, I read all of it. Are you sure you read it? Yes, I did. See, look here. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, let's sign this. Signed it. What do you mean, debt? Look at the, look at the entire contract again. It's like, wait a moment, what's this tiny line at the very, very bottom? Somebody get the Magnifying glass. What the hell is this? You idiot. Oh, never. <laughs> for for oh, those yeah. curious, as of 2019, Japan's GDP was approximately five trillion dollars. So, mm. if we assume that uh, its debt is anywhere in line, that the debt is anywhere in line with the GDP, it's going to be uh, more than any human being could ever even hope to pay. That's fun. Yeah, it's pretty close. You should just. Just assume that all of your money goes into a pit at that point. Yep. But yeah. I mean, my, cur my current purse for um, expenses is 5,000 mon, um, so which is, um, that's seven zeros. Yeah. And that's a drop in the bucket. Hmm. See five thousand mon. So if we're at like five with if we're at seven zeros, yeah, that's probably like 
500,000 bucks before doing the conversion afterwards. Generally, just take two zeros off the end, and it's a good estimate. Yeah, so five with seven zeros. Yeah, probably about 500,000 bucks. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, I hope you enjoy being in debt for the rest of your character's natural life. And the only reason they got out of debt in the first game was because um, somebody actually made a bet with the lender that said um, about whether or not you could beat the final boss. <laughs> it tends to work well. Yeah. Always bet yeah, on I mean, Yusha. I mean, the, the lender would. I mean, the lender understood that you know what. Um, if he actually didn't, or I mean, if they didn't succeed, then you know, money was going to vanish, <laughs> literally vanish from the world. So. He was like, yeah. Win winning this is a good re reward, and I will cancel the debt for it. Worth it. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Oh. Sorry, not, not in response yeah. to you. I'm just tired. <laughs> um, but Hero Bank has this really weird um, relationship with the concept of money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone, uh, like, in, in real life, anyone faced with that much, the concept of numbers going that high is going to have a weird relationship with the concept of money, so working is intended, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. But, sounds like that's been fun, at least. It's been interesting, as always. I've, um, I'm in the third chapter of the game now. Second chapter was liberating Shikoku from the, um, from the digital pirates. I mean, that, that's the actual term for the villains group is the, the digital pirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone, someone had a DS game completely killed at some point. <laughs> no, I mean, that's I mean that's the best way to translate it. Um, oh, yeah, I figure. Yeah. It, it doesn't... Yeah. Kind of mm. weird. Um, I guess you could say the... Um, the virtual mental sphere pirates or something like that. <laughs> yeah how many chapters do you think it has if it's like the first game then it has 10 okay so you're still relatively early on yeah but yeah I just liberated Shikoku I'm working back into the kinky region mm -hmm. which for the record is the area around Osaka <laughs> so, K so lots of money jokes here yeah, Kinki. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, which, um, fun story, but there was, in fact, a Japanese travel agency which opened up an, a branch office in San Francisco. Oh, no. And then um, learned the hard way that they really should consider a change of name just for their American representation. Yeah. Because they were getting they were getting call and requests for all sorts of really really weird tours. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. And I mean, listen, working working with a different name in uh, foreign markets tends to work out fairly well for a lot of places. Just ask Matsushita. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. So, Wheels, what have you been playing? Uh, mostly Dead Hack. 
Certainly. I was wondering why you were playing diet.hack, like drthunder.hack. Because uh, <laughs> I don't want to like miss story beats. That's what I thought. I was making yeah. a joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Thunder's not that bad either. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said Dr. Thunder instead of something that tastes like piss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm given to understand this is a decent game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I've kind of put triangle strategy down for a bit just not for any it's a lot of game yeah it's a lot of game but i'm gonna go back <laughs> to that probably soon probably this mm -hmm. week i feel like i'm probably approaching the end stages of that game mm. oh. <laughs> what been playing? um that's pretty much it. It's just been a lot of dead hack. Hmm. There are worse things you could be doing. Yeah, mostly been messing around with some non-RPGs, like Destroy All Humans and Doom! Doom's extremely good. Yes, it is. Shooty shooty, smashy smashy. Very good times. Hmm. So yeah, that's about it. Uh, I bet you can't guess what I've been playing. I was going to say, I have downloaded uh, Aiden Chronicles Rising, but I haven't gotten farther than I did in the demo yet. That I played at PAX mm. yet, so... I need to pick that up. Yes, that's, again, very pleasant, so... Put some time into that soon, since it's pretty short. Uh, oh, the other thing I've been... Just started not really playing much of is... Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 uh, Golden Country. Oh, yeah, Torna. Yeah, and also um, the bonus chapter in Xenoblade Chronicles Remastered. Because I need to... Hmm. Need Future. To, yeah, I need to finish both of those before uh, 3 comes out. July 29th. So, I'm running out of time. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I bet you can't guess what I've been playing. You can probably guess. Does it have the word disco in it? It does! Disco uh, Elysium. Yep, yep. I've been. I'm. I'm just sort of pawing back through my screenshots to try to pull out some choice dialogue. Uh, let's see if I can pull some of these. I was forced to talk to children for information at one point, and my partner says you're bad with kids. Uh, <laughs> the game then narrates. The lieutenant uh, remarks this with evident glee. And my re options were to say, I am, yes. It's impossible to be good with kids, they're too stupid. And and what are you, Kidmaster General? <laughs> um... yep. Oh god, I finally found where my car was. Like, for the record, uh, at the beginning of the game, uh, as a cop, you pass out without your gun, your badge... And with no idea where your car is. I finally found it. 
and uh, there, there's it's one of those rare situations where the game offers you no uh, response other than unbridled panic at how you managed to do what you did to it. <laughs> it's uh, it's quite an experience to slowly go through. What did you do to your car? Well, it's kind of a spoiler. You cannot figure it out for the first few days. Yeah. Dude, where's my car? <laughs> yes, that. Uh, it's like a very specific set of lines I'm looking for. Need to play that game soon. <laughs> oh yeah, because I because I increased my physical stats by getting drunk off my ass on on vodka. Uh, it's caused the other parts of my brain's like uh, physical passions to flare up, and so like my the the electrochemistry stat tends to represent addictions. So after my, since that went up, uh, it started, it saw an ashtray uh, and started yelling at me to uh, pull the cigarette butts out of the ashtray and try to smoke them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, the, the dialogue here, you should pick that fat juicy cigarette butt from the tray, light it up and smoke the living shit out of it. And <laughs> I was given... The response to ask it, am I a smoker? Uh, and it just responds, essentially, who knows, but you are, who knows whether you were, but you are now. <laughs> this game also always has to give an explanation for why a stat is, uh, a stat or role is being jinxed in some, oh god. This just happened today, I should bring this one up. Uh, I saw a seagull, and my character started thinking about, like, his own, like, uh, that he was like a seagull, that led to, uh, the, like, the, a part of my brain starts rambling about how, uh, seagulls are survivors, they'll do anything, they'll eat burgers out of trash cans, and then, like... I had the option to interrupt it and ask, hold on, have I ever eaten a burger out of a trash can? <laughs> and it just responds, you have, the body remembers. <laughs> <laughs> Which allows me the responses, uh, I guess I am a bit like a seagull, but I'm not like that, I'm still romantic, or fucking right, whatever it takes to survive, I am the seagull. But yeah, there's there's just a lot of there, there remains a lot of very choice dialogue in this. Oh yeah, my electrochemistry also like heard untold quantities of gold and the word cocaine in the same sentences and started asking if someone had ta started talking about untold quantities of cocaine. So that okay. uh, that's going great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> going great. <laughs> oh yeah, when someone asked about how I had managed to completely fucking destroy my car... Uh, some of my options were it was an accident, I'm sorry, I got drunk and apparently did what I did to it. Uh, an, an official investigation has been launched by me to determine just that. Or, I wasn't feeling it. Just wasn't feeling my car. There was also, in the same conversation, talking to someone who was asking you how your car had gotten completely fucking destroyed the option to attempt to ask them on a date. 
And the jinxes on this dice roll are extremely funny to me because one of them is minus six, don't know a good spot yet, explore the coast. <laughs> and minus one, partner's presence makes it awkward. <laughs> there's, okay, there's, so um, for some reason, the first thing that comes to mind here is who let Hunter S. Thompson write an RPG? So I, I was talking to a friend who actually did do some digging into who actually did the lead writing on this, and it explained a great deal, because they were apparently an, the child of two Estonian artists who briefly fronted some sort of like rock band, some sort of punk, rock, punk band, I think, then uh, fell into depression and alcoholism after spending about six years writing a book that sold less than a thousand copies. And then ended up uh, writing this. Hello? Uh, well, I, I feel the part where it's fell into depression after not selling only a thousand copies of a book. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured you might be able to synthesize. I apologize. But... <gasps> Yeah, he, uh, but yeah, it, it explains a great deal about the the game's uh, outlook on life. But it's uh, one of the things I will say for Disco Elysium is that despite it being a game of often uh, bitter depression, it is not a game that feels like it is built with the assumption, it is written with the assumption that just because something uh, won't actually perfectly fix something doesn't mean it wasn't worth attempting, which is the easy place for this to, uh, for something this often depressed to fall into. But, so it's, it's depressed, but it's not ni nihilistic. Yeah, I wouldn't call it nihilistic. Yeah, that is a very fine line that a lot of games don't do. Yeah, I've been, uh, as has been clear from every time I've talked about it, I've been really lo loving it. I found some good new thoughts. Uh, ones I was currently trying to internalize. Uh, let's see. We have Fairweather T500. That's uh, specifically like something to, something to do with like uh, your, your character sees like this ceramic Kevlar armor and is trying to work out, like, weak points to it, so he's just, like, thinking about that for, like, five hours. <laughs> and, uh, apricot, apricot chewing gum scented one. Minus one reaction speed, living in the past. But, yeah, there's there's a bunch of these that, uh... Did I find any other, like, really silly ones that I'm not bothering to... Uh, actually research... Yeah, so like I, you'll get some weird thoughts. Uh, one of the ones uh, that I have but haven't internalized is one called uh, Guillaume Le Million, which is your character trying to determine if he is actually uh, a like the uh, if he is somehow secretly. A, guy, a disco star from 20 years ago who everyone assumes is dead. Uh, <laughs> if you successfully internalize that thought, your character draws the conclusion that, no, that guy absolutely died of some sort of 
drug and asphyxiation based cause of death. Uh, and that <laughs> the fact that he relates so closely to this man is proof that he needs to be more careful. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, I also got uh, another of the uh, Kapo types, the cop archetypes, some kind of superstar. Uh, which you get for essentially uh, trying to play up the idea that your character may be in some sense a tortured artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the thought description is, first, let's make this absolutely clear. No one is saying you're an actual superstar in the groupies and cocaine and riddled with hepatitis C strikes a lioness posed with a mic kind of way. You're not Guillaume Le Million or uh, Dewey Dewis. No, you're a metaphorical superstar. You bring that rock and roll authenticity and passion to a line of work where people don't expect or want to see it. Where some would say it doesn't belong. Law enforcement. And uh, for while you're researching that, your logic stat goes down by two with just the description. <laughs> Still seems unlikely. Uh Upon completion, it raises the learning caps for a bunch of skills, visual calculus, suggestion, electrochemistry, and composure, but it gives you a permanent minus one to logic uh, with the description price of self-delusion. Which, yeah, fair. Uh, But I've run into a few things uh, that I've really appreciated in the past uh, week, uh, simply because they're a reminder that uh, the game... Uh, it's doing its best to actively discourage certain aspects of metagaming. And that, uh, I think I talked about this on Sunday, but I wanted to bring it up. Uh, basically, uh, there is there was a check that I had where like uh, I was talking to a graffiti artist and it gave me a check to see uh, if I could persuade her to give me a paintbrush so that I could do my own graffiti. And, of course, when you ask for it, she'll ask you why, and then you'll get a skill check uh, to try to see, uh, to try to persuade her of your artistic ambitions. If you succeed that skill check, and it's it's hard, it's, it's a very high-level, like, I think visual calculus skill check. Uh, if you succeed at that, your character will sit there and describe this insane performance art piece where he's going to like paint a bird in car fuel and then light it on fire uh, to represent a phoenix. It's like this this very complicated sounding piece. And if you succeed at that check, you will not get the brush. She will respond with uh, twofold. One, that that's a good idea and she doesn't want competition. And two, that you don't have the technical skill to possibly bring that off. <laughs> So she just won't give you the paintbrush. If you uh, fail at the check, your your character will fail to articulate anything of meaning and just sort of ramble about how, like, come on, I just, just want to do some art. And at that point, she will just hand you the brush because it's like, yeah, whatever, fine. Here's the paintbrush. <laughs> but that's... I, I think it's important when you're doing this sort of thing to make sure that failure is interesting. And generally, Disco Elysium is pretty good about doing that. And that was one of those examples I felt like stood out, so thought I'd bring it up. But yeah. So yeah, that game's still very good. Um, 
still still highly recommended to uh, anyone who enjoys very heavily uh, dialogue-based and often pretty dark RPGs, uh, and who doesn't uh, who doesn't mind or is in fact excited by the fact that it has basically no combat whatsoever. So, right. I mean, I was worried about that, but it sounds like there's a lot of RPG there anyway. So, oh, it's just it's 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 basically. Like you know, because all all of your <laughs> there's so there's so much it, it's it's all built into the concept of like just the the combat like adding combat to this game would not do anything. Apparently, there was a point in its development where they had planned some sort of combat system and they just scrapped it. <laughs> but it, it's just one of those things where it's like it's it's the understanding that especially for people playing certain types of RPGs or certain types of players, it's just not the interesting part. <laughs> and in this case, it's it's all about uh, what other bullshit you can get up to. There's all sorts of uh, weird people to talk to, and uh, like what you'll run into is very much like, character-built dependent, because that kind of sets the cosmic background radiation of how your character's mind works. Because, like... In, it, like, every time that a part of your brain uh, speaks up in a conversation, it's because it's usually because some sort of passive check is being is being passed. So, like, not, not one that it's showing you or giving you an option on. It's just rolling in the background to see what parts of your brain are going to pipe up about this. So your character build very heavily determines what your character's internal monologue is like, because if you're high in a stat, that part of your brain is going to speak up a lot more. Which is why when I finally bumped up my physical stats, I suddenly started getting a lot more uh, thoughts that show compulsive addiction. But yeah. It's uh, it's very good. It's very funny, and it's uh, honestly, oftentimes fairly thought provoking. So, got nothing but good things to say about it. Sweet. Uh, someday, one day. A lot of games between here and there for you, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, it's been news this week. I feel like. I'm well, struggling to recall what it was. An announcement. What's that? There was some sort of announcement of an announcement that got shared on Twitter and Discord in a few places and got some reactions. There's a new Super Sting game coming. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that Super Sting? I think that's regular Sting. No, it's Super It's Idea Factory and Sting. That's Super Sting. Damn it. Yeah, but it doesn't have the name Super Sting attached. It's not important. I'm still going to call it Super Sting. Okay, I guess I can't stop you. It's the Sting wearing a Sting mask of video games, alright? Sure. Yeah, it's a Fairy Fencer F strategy RPG. Everything Wheels dreamed of. Yeah. And only Wheels. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure there's one other fan out there somewhere. There are dozens of us. 
that. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> You're not delusional. Uh, but yeah, I swear there was something that more people would have cared about. Um, I'm sort of looking down the front page to see if there's something. New Spiders RPG is announced. That was today. Spiders? Spiders. Like spiderweb software? No, not that spiders. Spider spiders. I don't know which one. Well, Wheels, the thing I'm thinking of is something that Eric RPG added all of us on. Yeah, that I was going to say for it. last. But yeah. No, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, um, there's going to be some sort of saga news in the near future. Oh, yeah. Yeah. News of news. Yep. In the next week and a half, 31st. Someday, one day. It's a Tuesday. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited to hear about probably Saga Frontier 2 remaster. Seems like the next thing. Possibly Scarlet Grace 2. That would also be neat. I mean, the last time we heard anything, he said that there was like a definite remake, a definite port, and a definite new game in the works. Yeah. Uh, FYI, Spiders is that company that makes like Mars Wars, Log, Down by Flame, Technomancer, Greedfall. You're making some tall assumptions that any of these nouns crash course together, like meaning anything to me. Janky Duro RPGs. Fair enough. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't find anything that I intended to bring up. Oh, did, oh, that was something I was going to bring up. Did you see the uh, the lineup for PS Plus Premium? No. No. It's bad. Yeah, I'm not it's ex it's extremely bad. <laughs> like. Uh, and, and this is, they have not, uh, to, per their own words, they have not necessarily shared all of them yet. Great. But the amount they've shown is both paltry and lives down to every expectation of only the things that we already have lock, stock, and barrel. We will put no further effort into this. Yikes. Uh, so the initial volley of announcements for the classic games are for PS1, Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf 1, Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, Siphon Filter, Mr. Driller, Tekken 2, and two different fucking Worms games. Those are almost exactly the same game. I... So, so let's... Let me, let me just go down this for a moment. Ape Escape. They own Lock, Stock, and Barrel. There's no reason... The only reason that, that was never on PSP is that it didn't work. They tried remaking Ape Escape on PSP without the analog stick support. It doesn't work. It isn't fun. Hot Shots Golf 1. Very specifically Hot Shots Golf 1. Why? Why? Because Why? Hot Shots Golf 2... Why? Because Hot Shots Golf 2 has licensed characters in it. Gex is in Hot Shots Golf 2 for some reason. Uh, IQ Intelligent Cube. You will note uh, that Siphon Filter and Jumping Flash were all on the PlayStation Classic. Funny how that works. 
uh, as was Mr. Driller. Uh, but also a special shout out to Tekken 2 and not 3. Uh, this is because Tekken 3 has a guest character based off of some sort of manga no one has ever cared about. Uh, I believe it's a manga anyway. It's a character called Gon... Uh, fuck was Gon from? Wait a minute, Gon, human character? No, it's a little dinosaur, man. A little dinosaur, that guy, okay. I know, he, I think he's like a random video game character, too. Yeah, let me check. He's licensed for something. Okay. There is Gon a is protagonist. Yeah, it's the protagonist of a manga called Go. And yeah. so that does make licensing Tekken 3 more difficult. But I would like to point out that even the PlayStation Classic, which sucked and <laughs> did not uh, have a great lineup, still had Tekken 3 over Tekken 2. It is clearly a surmountable licensing problem. They just um. don't give a shit. <laughs> It's, uh... And that's that's kind of the thing. They announced one PSP game. Uh... And that was Super Stardust Portable. Guess who made that? Sony? It, uh, it wasn't Sony. It was Housemark, the company Sony just bought. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and the PS2 Resistance, uh... The PS2 games on tap are basically all games from the PS2 on PS4 catalog. A catalog that was famously anemic and full of extremely bad emulation. But you can play Wild Arms 3. That is true. You, or you could play... Which you could already do. <laughs> all, already I think playing on your PS5. <laughs> yeah, you could already play, I think, literally all of these. Ape Escape 2, Arc Lad, Twilight of the Spirits, Dark Cloud, Dark Cloud 2, Fantavision. Hot Shots uh, Tennis might be the only one that was uh, not already available, but I think it might already have been. Jack 2 and Jack 3, but not... Oh, okay, no, Jack 1 is just sorted differently because it's got a longer name. Uh, Rogue Galaxy and Siren. Like, just all fucking uh, shit that they... Uh, that was just remaster... That was just, like... It was just PS2 on PS4 games. It's just all those. Which you can already play. You can already play, and also half of them you wouldn't want to play anyway because one of them is goddamn Fantavision. <laughs> I do not have enough unkind words to say about Fantavision. Fantavision was a hard sell in 2000, where it was a tech demo game based on the fact of the PS2 has hardware-based particle effects. Don't you love it? <laughs> What's the game? It's kind of a pu match three puzzle game. Is there much strategy? Absolutely not. Sounds like a hidden. Uh, not so much. Uh, Is there anything really worth mentioning on this list? Uh, I was going to say, oh hey, Eco, but no, that's not even the PS2 version. It's the streaming PS3 version. God damn it. Don't worry, though, two more Hot Shots golf games on your streaming PS3 service. <laughs> How is this real? There is the PS3 Loco Roco game, but not the PSP one. What? And guess what? Loco Roco is not something you want to play with stream delay. It's almost entirely timing. 
and like Im it's deliberately imprecise controls. Oh, you can play streaming Demon Souls, the PS3 version, a game already remade on PS5, and also a game you do not want stream delay on. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> How is this real? You can play. You can play Ratchet and Clank, a crack in time quest for booty and into the Nexus, but not the first game in that subseries, nor any of the first three games, which are all ported to PS2 and which are all PS2 and PS3 games. Like how how? Mm -hmm. I'm I, I it is impossible to describe how much this just feels like a service made entirely out of obligation. But don't worry, there's also time-limited game trials for Horizon Forbidden West and Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, a collection of games that are at at most recent five years old. What's in the Legacy of Thieves Collection? I need to be sure on that. I mean, that, that's a good collection, yeah. Yeah, don't worry though, you only have a limited access to it, then you have to the first the first bite's free. Okay, I mean, don't worry, is in... that, that limited access to Forbidden West is all you'll need to know that you don't need to spend <laughs> You don't even believe that. You're just No, I don't. <laughs> You're just trolling at this point. <laughs> I have to keep the joke going. Do you? Is there a no, joke here? Okay, so the legacy that. of the Legacy of Thieves collection isn't even doesn't even have one through three it's just four and it's expansion so where's the collection part the the expansion was technically released as a standalone game even though it definitely started as a dlc incredible i mean that game is excellent but it also no longer has the multiplayer that was in the original ps4 release of a thief sound that had multiplayer? Yeah. Huh. I'm surprised they shut it down. What the fuck? Sony. I don't. Yeah, like this is. Yeah, I. This is like, and, and as mentioned, this is supposedly not all of the things that we'll be launching with. But and here's the PR own goal. They could have, if there's more to this, and they failed to, like, and if there's anything more exciting than what they've already announced, and they just chose not to announce it, everyone on the PR team needs to be fired. Literally every single one. Because this is a $120 a year service, or $18 a month. Pass. And... That the the actual purported like there is essentially no value to that. I think you could maybe buy all if you wait for a sale. You could probably buy every single one of these PS2 and P on PS4 games for less than the price of this in a year. Like just to put that into some perspective. Uh, also, inexplicably, in their list, sorted with the PS2 games, because all of these are just labeled, oh, they're the remasters, so here's, like, Bi Bioshock and Borderlands The Handsome Collection, and Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning, Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition, and Lego Harry Potter Collection. <laughs> you know, we've, we've left behind the concept of, 
like this is a selection of classic games and wow. given in to the inevitability of here's some stuff that's cool. Uh, those are some good Lego games, but those are so old, it's back when they uh, did not use voice Didn't acting. have voice acting. Yes. Wow. It's, it's, uh... It's... Yeah, it's... That's some shit. I mean, for, for the record, they they started having voice acting with Lego The Hobbit to tie in with the first Hobbit movie. So... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's, uh... Yeah, it's, it's truly, uh... Again, we have, we have left behind any concept of curation, of presentation. Here's just some shit. <laughs> it's... Yeah, I don't... Please, sir, can I have some more? Uh, you will get nothing unlike it. Uh, it's... It's... Like... How to, how to put this in perspective? When the so, so the the Switch Online uh, and Switch Online expansion packs are small lineups, and they are full of strange objects that no one would ever pay for by themselves. No human being is spending money on Operation Logic Bomb by itself. On the other hand, you aren't just getting Operation Logic Bomb. You are getting Super Mario World and, like, all of the games that you actually want. And in addition, here's something that you would never pay for by itself. But as part of a collection, eh, that's worth an hour. Who cares? This collection, as it stands, is composed... Is It's almost entirely the... It's an hour, who cares, games. There is no anchor to this collection of, like, games that's like, oh, that's a game I love to play and can't anymore for some reason. Or, like, didn't want to buy by itself. Like, you'll note that conspicuously absent among all of the remasters is any of the goddamn Final Fantasy games. <laughs> Can't play Metal Gear, can't play Final Fantasy, can't play Castlevania. You know, you have a Castlevania collection that includes Symphony of the Night. You could put that on there, but you didn't. Anything that could possibly make a profit by itself. Yep, it's all just stuff that they don't think you would buy by itself. And that is honestly kind of insulting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that's, uh, that's that. Mm. Like, I mean, I could see someone maybe biting on the, like, uh, the PS Plus Extra, which is just basically a ton of their, like, three- to four-year-old PS4 games uh, in a package that's got stuff like Gravity uh, Rush Remastered and uh, Death Stranding and uh, another goddamn Hot Shots Golf, but this is from after they changed its name, so now it's Everybody's Golf. <laughs> or it, I should say, matched up its name with the Japanese title. Uh, Little Big Planet Three. Hope you like that one. That uh, level uh, that I don't think the level 
uh, download function for that ever came back online, but it's there. Extremely strange. Uh, okay, yeah, that's why they're not including the PSP Locorocos, because those the PS4 Locoroco remasters that I did not even know existed are on here instead. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just a hodgepodge of... Yeah, here's... Oh, what the fuck? Sorry, sorry. Uh, I would like to point out that in the PS Plus Extra section, you will notice some strange overlap here. Uh, You may notice that there is Uncharted 4 Thieves and Uncharted The Lost Legacy. (laughs) You might recall a collection we were talking about three minutes ago. (laughs) Which consists of just those two things. Don't worry, you can play the regular version for as long as you want, but if you want the PS5 version, you only have a limited time. What the fuck? What the fuck? Did two different people compile these lists? I I am so confused. Can you at least get a newer Hotshots Golf game for, like, the super expensive ones? No, you get the older ones. (laughs) <laughs> the 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 super expensive one, the premium one that has the classics game, classic games has the first Hot Shots Golf. And uh, if you want to play uh, Hot Shots Golf, if you decided that you hate yourself and want to play the PS3 Hot Shots Golfs, uh, you can play those via streaming. Speaking nope. of things that are impossible to play streaming because those games are nothing but timing. <laughs> There is almost no other gameplay. <laughs> Any stream delay makes Hotshots Golf unplayable. But <laughs> two of the games that come with PS3, the PS3 section of like <laughs> PS Plus Premium are Hotshots Golf games. The PS Plus Extra tier gets you the PS4 one. I don't understand anything none of this makes sense also ps <laughs> how are you this stingy uh okay so uh the ps plus extra tier comes with miles morales uh, spider-man miles morales for ps5 or ps4 and ps5 and it comes with marvel spider-man not the remaster gotta buy that you, you. Okay. And and before you say, oh, maybe they just mislabeled it or something. Death Stranding and Death Stranding Director's Cut, which also Death Stranding Director's Cut requires like a DLC payment to upgrade to on PS5 and has a box copy. That is very specifically listed as, oh, that comes with this uh, service tier. So no, they are specifically giving you the PS4 version, not the PS5 version. Okay. So yeah, um, this is as bad as any prognostication as I could have made. <laughs> oh, uh, another thing that's very, very, very funny to me, and in the why the fuck would you ever play this on streaming? Ninja Gaiden Sigma Two. No. Uy. No. Why? And the Devil oh. May Cry HD collection. Oh God, yes, Devil May Cry Three on the streaming service. with stream why? delay. <laughs> that's everyone's dream. 
the worst ideas imaginable. Just for no one. Absolutely no one. I have no idea if there was a single thought in their heads when making this. Survey says probably not. Nope, it was just to it was just to round out the premium tier subscription. No thought no fucks given. But let's move on. I've I have ranted for probably about twenty minutes. Um, but I want more. You don't. No one wants more of that. Kind of do actually. I'll find something else to rant about. It'll be fine. <laughs> let's see. Uh. Okay. We have. Okay, there was a just upsetting amount of Queen's Blade discussion in the podcast section of the Discord. Yes, you're welcome on that, and so we don't have to get into it now. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just trying to work out if there was anything other than that. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to figure out why he asked about it in the first place, but I'm like, okay, I guess I should start talking about this, because I'm the only person here who has had any reporting experience on this, even though I've never played any of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, did, so we're actually. I put them in eight <laughs> different um, Japan Demonium columns that year. Just like, something to report on because no one's bringing this over. Nope, never. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I got the. Uh, it pulled together the list of characters I could identify from that picture he put on. <laughs> mm hmm. But yeah, I was going to say we should move on to a question, but I just realized I don't think we actually have any. Because I we ran through the list. Um, what about the ones that Fire Miner put up on the eighth? Did you already go through those? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you had anything to contribute, certainly uh, feel free. Yeah. Also, uh, my apologies for whoever is currently beeping outside <laughs> in the parking lot. Yeah, I was wondering what that was. For me, it just sounded like someone hadn't opened a microwave, but. <laughs> no, it's it sounds like a one of the like a moving truck or something backing up and having the obligatory beep beep beep. Oh, of course, of course. So. Yeah, that sounds hellish. Um, but yeah, yeah so <laughs> let let me just close this window right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, should be a little more muffled now. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Pam put a screen cap of a video sequence from Queen's Blade Spiral Chaos. And he She's, says, oh, uh, living down to its every way. reputation. <laughs> I was going to say, it says, oh, attempting a crossover, by the way, and attempting when literally every single character on this screen is, actually, no, two of them are from the same video game. But um, the vast majority are from different properties. Yeah, like there's maybe two, um, one of the two Blade Blue characters isn't pictured on this. I could identify. Mm. But there were like two different Tekken characters and what's their name from two fighters. Yeah, my Shiranui yeah. is here. Ivy Valentine, Isabella Ivy Valentine's here. Whole different Samurai Spirits characters. Mm -hmm. Probably not going to That is so obscure that you would never ever know what it was if you hadn't actually just read the Famitsu articles on it. <sighs> mm. Let me look at this. Oh God, Quasar. Uh, you Wonder actually Momo. recognize that? 
<laughs> I'm glad someone did. Wow, I don't even actually recognize it. No, I didn't either. I saw your list. <laughs> I mean, you recognize the name to begin with. Oh, yeah, the name I, like, recall with some degree of infamy. Yeah. And hey, Wonder Momo, that existed for a minute there. No, not for a minute. I mean, she's had, like, multiple games, and she's been in all sorts of different crossovers, including uh, Namco X Capcom. Yeah, but and, she's always uh, one of those characters that, like, someone seems to like the character, but, like, there's no, the, the, there's never a consistent push for what this character is for. It just shows up. Yeah. Hey, w when Bandai Namco was getting into web comics for some reason, they actually had a dedicated Wonder Momo comic. Yeah. In English. Yeah, that it was, was like the, good. yeah, that was their Bandai Namco US briefly existent webcomic initiative shifty look that uh, spawned. Two games, one of which was a dating sim, and the other was a Wonder Momo iOS game made by WayForward. And know, like all, the, the actual Wonder Momo comic was actually really well done. Uh, but, mm. uh... but yeah, it was it was a weird initiative, and it seemed like it basically went away the second that someone in someone in Japan realized what they were doing, because it was unceremoniously killed right around the point where it would have started costing enough money for someone to notice it on a balance sheet. Yeah. But, yeah, the comic was, by all accounts, pretty nice. The dating sim's extremely strange, and the iOS game is now unplayable because it's an iOS game from more than five years ago. Hey, <sighs> technology grand. Yeah, no. <laughs> I believe it was called Wonder Momo Typhoon Booster. Also, fuck iOS. I've noticed. Uh, oh yeah, this was the daughter of the original Wonder Momo. Yep. But yeah, made by WayForward. Uh, it was also on Android, which means it might be emulatable, so that's something at least. But yeah. Uh, Let's, let's just be clear that uh, no one operating a cell phone app store has any care for preservation, and all of those games will become dust in the wind. Yeah, Shifty Look was a Shifty Look was a weird and tragic thing. Now I'm thinking about like ill-fated uh, cell phone ports, and remember when they uh, ported Takeshi no Chosenjo to phones? Nope, but I do remember when they did Star Ocean Blue Sphere. Yeah, but that's good, and I was talking about things that suck extremely. Yeah. And nothing sucks more extremely than Takeshi no Chosensho played on a fucking touchscreen. Uh, I don't... I, don't know I still have no... Sounds bad. You, you don't know about Takeshi no Chosensho? No. So there's a Japanese celebrity of some renown, uh, Takeshi Kitano, known often as uh, Beat uh, Takeshi. Uh, he's been a celebrity in Japan for probably like 40 years at this point. Uh, did a bunch, a lot of the stuff of his that was exported to some degree of Western critical acclaim was Yakuza flicks. But he. Uh, you may also remember him as, like, the host of what was, like, bizarrely bastardized and dubbed into most extreme elimination. That was Takeshi's Castle in Japan. 
Uh, he's done a lot of just random bullshit. Um, and in the late 80s, he uh, had his license, uh, he had his likeness attached to an uh, Famicom game by Taito that was designed to be essentially impossible. Completely inscrutable in every fashion. Uh, this was a game that uh, had segments where you had to uh, sing into the second Fam Famicom controller's microphone for like half an hour. Uh, like, just all sorts of nonsensical uh, moon logic puzzles, touchy controls, uh, no continues, uh, several points of uh, instant death. Uh, it was, when you booted up the game, it gave you the text that this game was made by a man who hates video games. Hmm. Uh, it's not fun. <laughs> and it's, uh, not fun by design. So that's, that's fun. Uh, you have to, like, your character is like Salaryman who uh, gets a divorce and goes off to try to find an island's buried treasure. Mm -hmm. It's basically just a shitpost. Uh, uh, per Wikipedia, the game's plot is initiated when the salaryman receives a treasure map. Before he can initiate the search for the treasure, the salaryman must prepare by beating the old man who gave him the map, divorcing his wife, resigning from his job, and acquiring various skills at the culture center. These conditions are not met before the salaryman goes to Kintabo Island. His wife or company president will suddenly appear and forcibly repatriate him to Japan, or the treasure will be intercepted by the old man who had followed the salary, resulting in a game of. The game incorporates the microphone function of a second controller in various situations, primarily in the karaoke bar. In one stage, the salaryman must hang glide from Kintabo Island to the island of the hidden treasure while firing bullets at incoming birds and UFOs. Salaryman can only ascend using gusts of wind and can only fire one bullet at a time, and crashing into a single enemy results in a game over. The game uses a password-based save system. Common method for game saves at the time. If you decide that uh, you don't hate yourself that way, but you do hate yourself in another entirely different way, uh, there was a cheat to jump to the end screen by hitting the punch button 20,000 times on the title screen. So What? Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, you said 20,000 times? Yes. Okay. I don't feel like this merits further explanation. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, but yeah, someone ported that to iOS. Why? I don't know. Uh, apparently, they added a further stage. America! Yeah, I don't think anyone who was playing Takeshi Nocho Senjo was like, oh, I really wish there was just more Takeshi Nocho Senjo. Like, I don't think that's a thought that any human beings ever had. But it's, uh, it's, it's a legendary shit game in Japan. Uh, it's one of those things that's just like, it, it sold well, uh... And there's all sorts of weird, unconfirmed uh, rumors that exist about it in English that I have no way of knowing if they source to a Japanese rumor or a Japanese fact. Uh, my personal favorite story I've ever heard is that uh, when they got... Uh, was two things. First, uh, 
that they printed out multiple different strategy guides because the first one wasn't good enough and people couldn't figure out what to do anyway. And the second rumor that is much more darkly comic to me is that when they continued to receive complaints about how hard the game was, a company representative uh, falsely claimed that the person who had directed the game was dead. Wow. Okay. And you know what? I don't know if that's real. Honestly, I don't believe it is, but I'm going to print the legend. But yeah, uh, so that was a game. That was let's let's just talk about the the four heavenly kings of Famicom Kusoge. Oh, which one? Oh, where are these? Uh, uh, Hoshio Miruhito, uh, Takeshi no Shosenjo, uh, Ganso Sayuki, Super Dun Monkey Daibokan, <laughs> and and <laughs> do you know that one? <laughs> um, maybe. <laughs> That's ominous. Yeah, that one's infamous. Also, for one, that's a that's a cartridge Famicom game with load times. Oh god. Uh, two. I, yeah, I mean, Esper Dream had load times. Yeah, there are some there are some Famicom games that manage it, and it's always an, a mark of incredible failure when it happens. Well, in the case of Vesper Dream, it's because it was a Famicom Disk System game. Yeah, FDS games, like, sure, of course those have load times. Castlevania 2 on FDS has load times, but uh, this was a cartridge game. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, who made this? Oh, uh, yeah, this was uh, developed by a company called TechnoQuest and published by a company called BAP. You, there's a reason you've never heard of either of those. Uh, yeah. But yeah, as as you would guess from the name Gonzo Sayuki, it is another adaptation of Journey to the West. Uh, possibly the worst one yet made, which is impressive. There's a lot of adaptations of Journey to the West. But uh, that one is also infamous for when someone finally like got into the game's... Uh, hidden within the game's tile set is... A uh, is the developer just complaining that he's horny for like five lines for some reason? So that's that's uh, 1986 for you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's Gonzo Sayuki Super Monkey Daivokan. It's almost an RPG, kind of an action game. Got bits of like if you looked at it, you might confuse it for an RPG. But the answer is that it doesn't matter. It's just garbage. But <laughs> it's it's honestly one of the most. Uh... So like, to contrast it with Takeshi no Tsusenjo, that yeah. is a game that is actively player hostile. It was clearly made with the active intent of pissing off anyone who spent time trying to finish it. Sounds a bit like Pin and Teller's game collection. Yeah, it's, it's got a very Pin and Teller smoke and mirrors vibe to it. Uh, Super Monkey Daibo can, uh, and, and then you know you look at something like uh, Hoshio Miruhito. That is a mark of raw incompetence. It is fundamentally broken in ways that I have not yet seen before, even in RPG Maker Hell. Yeah, like just complete, complete failures of raw implementation. Yeah, and, and also complete failure of whoever was supposed to vet this thing before they let it be published. 
Yeah, pretty much. Uh, where, when you look at Super Monkey Daibokan, it's in like a strange middle ground between those two things. It's not calculated enough to be a Takeshi no Chosenjo. And while it's a technical disaster, it's not as much of a technical disaster as uh, Hoshio Miruhito. It's this weird thing where it's it feels incomplete for different reasons. It feels like someone never th thought of what a game would play like when you finished it. So everything is implemented, but it still feels like tons of it is missing. It's extremely strange. Honestly, kind of depressing to play. Very strange. Uh, don't don't play Super Monkey Daibokan. Uh, and then, of course, you you could have like the debates about what the what the fourth heavenly king of uh, legendary Famicom Kusogay would be, and I'm sure there's a lot of different answers that could be pulled out. But you know, that's uh, that's probably for another day. It's probably something by Hot B or something. Some bullshit like the Black Bass. Someone has to care about Hot B, and apparently it's me. Fuck Hot B? Hot B is a Japan is a Japanese like publisher developer that made real bad fishing simulations like the Black Bass. Let's see, uh, oh, Hot B was also attached to Hoshio Miruhito in some fashion. <laughs> Of course they were. Of course they were. Why wouldn't they be? What would you? Why would you expect different? Um, apparently the opposite of the Midas touch. Yeah, something like that. Uh, what? A, uh, how do you do this? How do you do this multiple times? Oh God. Okay, let me let me double check to make check other sources. Yeah, they published Hoshio Miruhito. Uh. It was, yeah, maybe uh, they had a tax sheltering thing going on or something. I would hope so. Apparently developed by another. Literally, just that was the company's name. Let me see if I can find anything about another. Nope, it's actually very difficult to develop uh, to to Google Famicom developer another. Google keeps trying to rearrange that into a sentence and put that into places. So yeah, very difficult, but another... I think they did some other infamous horse shit, so... That's fun. Um, but yeah. Uh, the fun point... The fun part about Hot B, which is spelled H-O-T-B, is that shortly before they stopped uh, producing games, uh, they changed their logo and made it clear that apparently Hot B is a... Uh, an acronym or initialism of some fashion. Mm -hmm. uh, because that last logo just has the words, the cryptic words underneath Hot B. He is over there because. I have no idea. Okay. I have yeah. no clarifying uh, guidance. Nothing. But don't worry, they had. They had an American subsidiary to publish fucking Genesis games. Like, that, that subsidiary was called Sage's Creation. And who boy! 
I owned a Sage's Creation game growing up, and that was not fun times. That was not a good game. Which game was that? Shout out to my Shadow Blasters heads out there. Huh. Those don't exist. There are no Shadow Blasters heads anywhere. But it exists. It's not very good. It's not, uh... It's definitely not Hoshio Hito levels of uh, unfinishedly bad. It is just very boring. Uh, yeah, that uh, that would that existed. Oh god, they were gonna s publish Malibu Interactive Games. Oh god, not Malibu Barbie. No, like Malibu Comics. Oh god. Oh. Oh. Okay, so is this a bullet dodged? Yeah, no. They they seem to have uh, successfully not ended up doing that. Uh, they they died. Although Malibu Malibu Interactive still managed to make a number of extraordinarily bad games. Oh, of course they, of course, of course they were recruiting developers from Ocean Software. If you know Ocean Software from the mid nineties, you know that that is always a sign of pain. <laughs> The best thing to come out of Malibu Interactive were that, uh... They had a Three Ninjas Kickback video game? Yes, yes they did. It's extremely bad. But, uh, the best thing to come out of Malibu Interactive were that a bunch of people left it to form Neversoft, who then went on to make the, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games. So something good came of that, as long as it wasn't involved with the name Malibu Interactive. Battle cards. Oh man, they also... Oh, no, wait. The, the best thing to come attached to the name Malibu Interactive is, if you've never heard this, go look this up. Uh, the Sega CD Ultraverse Prime uh, game, which sucks. Like, the game is ass, but it has an incredible banger of an opening theme song. Uh, it was written by, uh, like, classic British game composer uh, Tim Fallon. I think he's British. I assume he's British because he, he composed for a lot of like old British PC games. Yeah. Uh, classic, classic British composer Tim Fallon. Uh, and it is a vocal track and it is uh, a banger and completely insane. Please go look up the uh, Ultraverse Prime uh, Sega CD theme uh, which has just this absolutely baffling theme song uh, that just has the the constantly repeating frame. Prime! Prime for action, babies. Prime! Prime to explode on the streets of the city. It's incredible. Please, please, I beg of everyone to go look okay. this up. Apparently, uh, they had an RPG called Hard Nova that's actually considered kind of decent. Wow. I guess everyone everyone gets one. Yeah, like, Dragon Magazine gave it a 5 out of 5. Hmm. But do I trust Dragon Magazine? <laughs> um, I, I would at least trust them to know something about games of that genre and how they might compare to each other. I would hope, but I don't trust. <laughs> but yeah, just, just truly fucking... I, I could fall down a rabbit hole forever of... Uh, Weird old video games that don't ex uh, weird old game publishers that don't exist anymore. 
Stay tuned for Stay tuned for Melback. Are we here for Meldak? Are we doing Meldak? I'm here for Meldak. What the fuck is Meldak? Meldak was a fuck. Japanese record label that briefly had a video game publishing division. Uh, it's like, but they, what companies in Japan didn't ha occasionally have a video game publishing division? I mean, they published beloved titles such as Heionkyo Alien and Zombie Nation. Uh huh. And I think Zombie Nation is probably the most infamous thing they did on the state side. Uh, that one's probably, you might know as that shooter, that side-scrolling NES shooter where you're just playing as a flying head. Not the weirdest thing I've ever heard for that system. Yeah, yeah, but you're a... Uh, to quote Wikipedia, in Zombie Nation, the floating samurai head Namakubi goes to the U.S. to destroy Darkseed, an alien who crashed to Earth via a meteor meteorite in 1999, turned all the American people into zombies, and took control of various deadly weapons. Namakubi must recover the samurai sword Shuda and destroy Darkseed and its minions. It somehow does this by spitting bullets out of its mouth and blowing the shit out of the entirety of America. And his name literally means raw head, or severed head. Yeah. Yeah. Someone someone was just knew that they weren't getting paid enough for this shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, old video games. Don't we love them? Aren't we aren't we all about them? Yes. Well that and the the floating samurai head version is the American specific version. Yes, they for some reason, like, I think because the Japanese one had, like, a Tengu mask or some shit. They were yeah. like, ah, that's too weird. Time to just have a flying head. Yeah, uh, in Japan, Abarenbo Tengu. Yep. And it's, it's just a sprite hack. <laughs> uh, yes. Why? Why? Did this seem more palatable? Oh, they won't take playing as the big nose mask, but we can't replace it with a ship or something. We're just going to replace it with a big head. Of a samurai. Yeah. We're just going to say it's a samurai head. You can't prove it. You can't disprove it. It's the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone, ever, anyone ever play... Uh, Waterhouse Wanpaku Graffiti? Nope. No. That's another uh, Famicom game that feels like a shitpost, but that one's more an intentional one. The parody of Namco's own Splatterhouse. It just sort of went, hey, well, this probably won't fly on the with the audience uh, that the Famicom has, so let's just make a silly version and sell that, so... Sometimes oh. you'll just run into the cast of Thriller. <laughs> the, looking up Tazenet, the um, developer of Zombie Nation. Yeah. I'm finding lots of pachinko games, pinball games, a bunch of like Power Rangers and Kamen Rider games. And then at the very end, 2006, Shin Megami Tensei Pinball. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the last thing they've ever made. 
video games are an unending hell. Also, that uh, yeah, Kaze actually uh, released some very strange pinball games over the years. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Digital most... pinball Necronomicon. My personal favorite and a lifelong obsession of mine, Akira Psycho Ball. Yeah. Which was a 2002 PS2 pinball game based off of the anime movie Akira. It's like a Released weird... the Japanese market to coincide with newly remastered DVD Japanese edition. Yep. And... Somehow... <laughs> Somehow that happened. Uh, it's apparently a well-loved pinball game, as far as digital pinball goes. But uh, Skipped America came out in Japan and Europe. If you ever, if you ever really just desperately dreamed of the strangest use of the Akira license you could come up with, well, there you go. Hmm. <sighs> Yeah, I like we don't we don't have many questions, so I can just uh, freely dissociate. Sweet, <laughs> that, that is our show. That's, that's yes, but now show. now it's less directed than usual. That's true. What are you gonna say, Gaijin? I was gonna say that's how. I mean, how is this different from how we usually do? Usually I feel some feeling that I should move on because there's more questions to get to. <laughs> Wait, we, we actually completely cleared out the the long-ass list. Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, last week. <laughs> wow. Uh, this, is, this is why Fireminer is providing a valuable service. He keeps me from doing this shit for two hours. <laughs> Uh, I could I could dissociate more about the Splatterhouse series. I could talk about the sadly departed Bottle Rocket Studios. No one wants what that. Stuff? What about right stuff? Yeah. Like the anime distribution company or something else? Um, the company that gave us uh, Fang of Alnum and Wings of Alnum. Uh, let me double check on that, because that is crossing some wires. Uh... Yeah, this is not, like, it feels familiar, but I can't uh, immediately place it. Oh, I'll, okay, I'm misspelling that. Okay, yeah. Oh, of course you would. I knew who was. You are, of course, the first Google result from this. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. God, what is it? Oh, it's, 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 it's nice a... to. It's nice to have some level of, like, internet footprint still. Yeah. In some way, because I mean, I can't even Google my own name and find myself. But you can always find this. Oh, it's you. Yes. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, but yeah, you're saying this was developed by someone called Wrightsta or published by them? Developed. Mm -hmm. let's see, what can I find for all known? Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm not Tsubasa, Shojin, no Soro, no Kanata. Yeah, right stuff corp with two Fs. Did they make anything that anyone's ever heard of? Absolutely fucking not. Pretty sure it was uh, one F, but okay. Mm, I'm I'm just looking at what Moby Games has, which gives it two. Right stuff with one F. I think of the anime company or the anime U.S. anime distributor. But yeah, all of these like ninety percent of the things on the list uh, that. Uh, right stuff incorporated in Japan is credited with uh, sound like something that like was generated by an AI at some stage Foresight Dolly Emerald Dragon Swordmaster, Sid Mead's Terraforming what the fuck I guess Sid Mead was getting, getting work in Japan at that time Go on to design the turn A and turn X Gundams. That's so weird. R.I.P. Sid Mead. Go look up Sid Mead's art. But yeah, I've, I've never played a uh, right stuff game. I've never played Dungeon Hack or the TV show. Mm. Or F Flash Hiders. What? I'm gonna have to live with this information for the rest of my life. You've done this to me. Did you just make up half those names? <laughs> I I'm wish. Sorry, I did not realize it'd be this bad of a crash. It's just one of those things where it's just like the the personal realization of, oh, my brain's stupid and just remembers every stupid piece of shit video game fact, and now it's time for me to remember these for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we've got a club going on. You realize. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't have to... I don't have to make the condition worse. I mean, I could tell you about some shitty Mac games if you enjoy that. Do it. Yeah. Oh, no, it could be worse. I mean, it could be worse. I actually did try Fang of Alnum, Um which, Is that worse somehow? <laughs> well, I could only play it on the PlayStation version, and it's a port of a PC Engine game. Oof. And, I mean, I could at least figure out how to play Wing of Alnum. Mm -hmm. I could not figure out how to play uh, Fang. Uh, oh, yeah, Blue Forest Story. They did the, that one. Yeah. Apparently the PC Engine version is actually more of an RPG. What, for Fang of Alnum? Yeah. Like, the PS1 version got reworked to be less of an RPG somehow. That would make sense, because I have no idea what I was actually doing with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess if you ever have a PC Engine CD lying around and too much curiosity for your own good, you can go look that up. Yep. Well, tell us about Bad Mac Games, Wheels. Uh, I'd have to look some stuff up. <laughs> tell us about Pathways into Darkness. It's an okay-ish first-person game. Really I like how you said first-person game because you could not define whether it was a shooter or not because it's, it's not. weird. It's <laughs> it's a first-person adventure game. Doesn't it have like limited resources in terms of like lights or something? I don't know. I never played it that much. It's weird. That's wise. 
vaguely tied into Marathon somehow. Uh, and then there's Minotaur, which is, uh, is a technically a video game. That's the game. It's not like making a lot of commitments there. No. Tell us about the Minotaur. It was a Mac-only MMO. Ugh. <laughs> In had, what, like 1998 or? It was. I would say it's Ultima Online-ish. It was no. It was later than 1998 because it was. Uh, when I interned at Freeverse in 2004, I had to restart the server like every morning for some reason. It's garbage. <laughs> I assume it was Legacy by that point. I think it was Legacy about a year after it came out. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not clear on when that was. I'm trying to get a beat on that. Uh, I don't know because I don't remember what the fuck this name was. Uh, it may have been. It was like Arena something. I have that one fucking Okay. I'm gonna have to find this out now. <laughs> Good luck. This is the most impossible thing to Google. Mac MMO. Mac compatible MOBAs. No, that's not what I fucking looked up. <laughs> Oh, that's that's nice going swimmingly. We are, Heroes we are of living. New Earth? What the fuck is Heroes of New Earth? Is that related to Fantasy Earth, Terra Fantastica? Let's that all talk about place? Albert Odyssey. Oh, this episode just turned into Savage a shit post. Too? What? Is Savage, and why the fuck did it have a, a sequel? Uh, we're all we're all very punchy. Uh, well, me and Wheels are very punchy tonight. I've gone down a weird route. You don't hole say. Don't much care for. <laughs> Video games are over. Video games are done. Well, I mean, if you want to go on a, one more deep dive, try um, try Xing. Xing. That name's very familiar. Um, Merminoid, and a couple others I have, but it, this one does not actually have a. It does not have its own in um, English Wikipedia page. Mm -hmm. it does have a Japanese in, um, Wikipedia page? I'm not quite sure of what course. it. Not quite sure what this company does. Oh, oh, we've got karaoke services, mobile content, network content, and a section for games. Um, that explains why I knew. Xing, they were adjacent to the Umihara Kawase series for a while. Yeah, and apparently, unlike unlike Right Stuff, this company is still in existence. What a, what a strange life to lead. Yeah, seems to have see. also done some business in arcade ports at some point. Maybe. Um, Let me see if I can find some credits on so. Arcane Arena appears to be the game I'm thinking of, and trying to search for it now is problematic because someone else used that name in more recent memory for something else. That's not even slightly surprising. Uh... I love how, ju just because life and the world were simply not a confusing enough morass of... Uh, 
like the same words being used over and over in entirely different contexts. Uh, Xing was apparently somehow party to uh, something called Moon, but not the Moon we care about. <laughs> but also some sort of adventure game. Here we got a Image fight next multiply. Yeah, that's 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 some deep shit. That's some real old IRM shit. Or try Ascensia. No, I don't want to. Uh, that's the game that I was going to sell back with a bunch of other stuff when I was clearing my library back around 2017. They wouldn't take it. <laughs> oh no no, it got stuck in the PlayStation 3's um, disc slot. Oh lordy. And I. Uh, it took me months to actually get it out. Um, once I finally managed to get it out, and after that, I was like, "Okay, I am not selling this back because it's tenacious. It deserves it." <laughs> it sought survival. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's, that's the other thing I care about from Xing. They uh, did PlayStation, and possibly let me check Saturn ports. Of uh, bizarre uh, 80s Taito game Puli Rula. How do you say that? Puli Rula. Excuse me, early 90s. Uh, but Puli Rula was a beat em up starring weird children. I'm just going to post a screenshot of its most infamous and surreal background imagery. It's a game full of surreal background imagery, but this is the most well-known of it. Um, I believe in old Irish mythology and symbolism, that would be called a Shilin Enig. Okay. Yeah. We could also just say it's very Yannick and let people look that term up. Either way, we're expanding some people's vocabulary. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh Rilla is extremely strange, so you know. Have you have your fun with that. I I'm so I'm so lost. Hey, let's talk about some weird old Taito game that just got re-released. Uh anyone here that they just re-released Galactic Attack slash uh layer section? No. It's an old uh, Saturn uh, Taito shooter of some degree of uh, renown that uh, had not been re-released in many years and has just been re-released on everything. Uh, but it's uh, it just came out recently, and it's kind of neat that it's happened. It's part of a initiative called, like... Uh, S tribute, which is like uh, ports of old Saturn games, and that, and in the list of things they intend for the S tribute line uh, seems to be elevator elevator action returns, and everyone needs to go look up the most important sound bank from elevator action returns, which is uh, the uh, villain, I think, right near the end of the first stage, screams, "Crush the old order and create a new society!" That's incredible. Truly incredible. It's uh, one of my favorite voice clips that's ever been in the game. 
it's a weird, 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 weird world. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm being allowed to do too much at this stage. I'm being allowed to be left to my own devices too much. Yeah. I'm so sorry to all listeners. There we go. But I've placed the voice clip within the Discord. Everyone can enjoy that. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> unless we've got more questions, we should probably just close off before I do something stupid. Anyone want to pose a question? Meh. Um, well. I know I don't have any more obscure game companies to challenge you on. <laughs> could talk about dimps and aiding and the history of Japanese contract developers for a few hours, but you won't. <laughs> I was, nah. I was entirely thinking of aiding because of the Xing. <laughs> Reels, what are you playing alongside your goddamn card game? Uh, Kingdoms of MLR Re Reckoning. Oh, okay, okay. I'm slightly less irritated at you. You're playing an actual RPG. Yes, and a good one. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, clearly my brain is cooked. Uh, if we want to finish out, now might be the time. Sorry, given that, you know, you're not always on here, uh, given your current schedule. Sorry, gotcha. No worries. I mean, I should be able to come on next week, too, because I've got a shorter... Uh, it's a short schedule next week. That's good, that's good. It's just that. Uh, yeah, you want to tell us about your book? Oh, sure. Okay, so, oh, okay, it's been a few weeks. Let's see. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so, yes, Princesses of the Pizza Parlor by Michael Yadimizu, available on Kindle and Kindle Unlimited. Um, if you enjoy tabletop role-playing games, if you enjoy reading about tabletop role-playing games, if you enjoy living vicariously through other people's poor um, life life choices and dice rolls then please check it out it's available um, in ebooks by the episode or in paperback collections of episodes in usually three episode sets and uh, yes so again that's Michael Yarimizu Y-A-R-I-M-I-Z-U for Princesses of the Pizza Parlor on Kindle and Kindle Unlimited okay. wheels uh, you can catch me on Sunday nights on the Epic Gamer Twitch channel, uh, doing Sunday night shenanigans where we play RPGs and talk about random nonsense. Occasionally switch over to my channel to play um, fighting games, uh, which we did last week with some Street Fighter. Talk to me and get your ass beat. <laughs> Sorry. Fine. Uh, but other than that, you can catch me on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash askwheels, where I stream all sorts of random shit, including recently Apex Legends Mobile and other nonsense. Uh, and I will probably be doing Resident Evil 7 soon because they're leaving Game, pa game Pass uh, in like a week and a half, so I need to finish it. Get going. It's not even that long. Yeah, I know. 
how much longer do I have from the boat? Mm. Am I close? Mm. Hello? What's that? I said, how close Sorry, am I my... to the end from the boat? Uh, you're at like the two-thirds to three-quarters mark. Okay. So, yeah, probably a couple hours. Right. But... Yeah, that's it for me. Okay. Uh... You can ask us questions to stop me from doing just terrible things to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> you can ask them in the comments section under this very episode. You can ask them in the podcast section of the Discord. If you don't, if you aren't in the Discord, whether you want to ask us questions or not, I recommend joining it. And you can do that by going to the community tab in the Gamer and clicking through that. We'll get you a Discord invite link. It's a lovely community. All sorts of discussion of your favorite RPGs and other things, all in sundry. Mm. So, maybe uh, consider joining that, even if you don't want to ask us questions. But please ask us questions, because no one should have to listen to me do that again. Uh, Lordy. Lordy. Uh, many apologies for this episode. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, otherwise... Uh, see you, Space Cowboys. See mm -hmm. you.